Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome to Tigers and 20 Off the Boards, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast where we bring you breaking news and interviews with players, top recruits, coaches, and influencers from football and basketball across the city of Memphis and around the nation. Now, let's get to the episode. Welcome back to Go Tigers 247's Off the Boards. My name is Kenny Stubblefield, lead digital content creator for Go Tigers 247. And because it's training camp, I had to get a vet on. I had to get the man on the front line. I had to get the big six foot four, two 246-pound man of twisted steel, Wardalis Ducksworth. What's up, man? How you doing? Going on. You doing all right? Happy beard, Kenny. Happy beard. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Man, you've been uh you've been here for a minute now. And this is so this is your fourth training camp with the University of Memphis? Fourth training camp, yeah. How's it going it's so far? Going good. I uh, mean, uh, pretty much already just to tell you everything. Uh just another day to get better. And uh you know, meet new teammates and train with them and get to know them better on and off the field. So let me ask you a question as a as a as an older vet on the team, do you see some of these young kids come in and go, man, y'all looking young now. Y'all looking like young kids coming in and trying to play football. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every day. Like, sometimes, like, we just be joking around, throwing ages, age around, like, how old they are. Some of them say 17, some of them say 18. So, <laughs> here I am at 24. I'm like, God. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you remember back when you were playing, when you started as a 17, 18-year-old, not being able to grow facial hair, now you got goatee, big mustache, you got it all going on, and everybody's like, you got these kids coming in, right? Well, I wish I can get it transferring back, like, you know, getting a teleport or something, get back. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, you're 24. I'm 41 years old, man. It, It only goes downhill from here, bro. Just enjoy it. Enjoy. I'm gonna try to. <laughs> so, man, you've been playing for for quite a long time. Um, before we jump into um, this season in particular, I did want to ask you a little bit about about training camps, and I, I I love the, especially in football because you know basketball is such a different sport in terms of you know most of most kids. It's hard for them. They don't stay in college long if they're talented players most of the time they go pro after a couple of years you got the football is just a different sport in that regard you know the three-year uh minimum time frame to be in college to you know before you can go pro and do your thing um and so it's interesting because you do get to have that those conversations with guys that are 24 years old that are also on the same team as guys that are 17 years old 18 years old so as you like kind of step back into inventory over your time at in college how has summer 
spring, summer, and training camps, fall training camp times, how has it changed for you over the years? Now at 24, when you first joined college, how has it changed for you? I feel like I take it more important now. Like I take it more serious. Like coming in, I came in 2019. I transferred in. And uh, at first, I, you know, a young guy coming in, you don't necessarily like understand training camp, what's it for? It's really for, you know, getting the technique and concept down pat and basically help you throughout the season. But uh, now that I'm older and understand the game more, I like it made it easy for me. And not this, like everybody at this level, everyone have like the ability to do stuff. Like you got everybody running the same speed, a different weight. Now they wouldn't they wouldn't uh, technique come in there. So it's basically like working your crowd. So what is the most important part of training camp for you? Is it is it the technique, learning the technique? Is it solidifying the technique? Or is it about team building? Is it about recovery? Like, what is the most important part about training camp for you? The most important part to me is, like, like I said earlier, uh, getting to know my players. Of course, you, you see that we're young. We got, like, a couple bits on the team, but we got a young team. So basically, like, growing with them, getting to know them. And for me, my goal for camp is, like, to get better uh, technique. Like, technique win at the junction point. Yeah, that, that all, that's all I do with the jumps point, technique, fighting off blocks. And I feel like that's my uh, focus point this year, trying to count, getting better at technique, hands, and, like, getting off blocks and, like, making my plays, basically. Have you found yourself taking on kind of more of a leadership role with some of those young dudes on the team? Like, you got guys like who've been who've been playing for a minute, but I think of somebody like Cam Jackson, who, from all – everything I've heard – is a physical beast. Like he's a he's a physical guy, but he's he's only been playing at Memphis for two years now. Um, is have you? Do you find yourself taking guys like Cam and some of the young, even younger guys than him, under your wing and kind of coaching them along at the same time? Most definitely. Like it was a it was a huge role for me to fill in at first, uh, but I accepted the challenge. Like. I understand I'm the bit in the room, I'm older, so it's only right for me to make sure they scrape and you know what I'm saying, be a brother for the brother for them and uh basically make sure they do the right thing on and off the field. And that's why I'm here for and being a good, you know, good teammate. So I mean on the line, you've got the two vets are you and Jalen. Y'all been playing together for a long time. Uh, um you know, you talk about the you talk about the team being young, but the defense has quite a few veterans on there. I mean, you've got you and Jalen on the D line. You've got um, Zay, obviously. Um, you've and you brought in a couple of of older linebackers in Jeff Canton and and Tyler Murray. But then in the backfield, I mean, in the cornerback in the in the um, um, in the secondary, you've got obviously Quindell. You've got um, Silvanta. You've got a bunch of guys that have played for a very long time. Have you? It, it, it have you noticed that there is a level of experience and and um, knowledge on the on the defense that has helped you guys like with this transition into the Matt Barnes defense? Most definitely, I feel like the guys we have on there, even with the young guys, they coming along. I feel like everybody bought into like 
understanding the defense and understand what we stand for, I, I feel like it made it easy on everyone. Like everyone, everyone clicking. They what they want to learn more, and basically everybody like like when the new defense came along, everyone like a sponge. They want to learn, learn, do the right thing. I feel like we're going in the right direction to be the, a good defense. Absolutely. I mean, from everything that I'm hearing, even seeing, I got to um, participate in the first training camp practice for a little bit, and um, you know, you, you you can see it out there. The defense is much bigger. I mean, the the line is huge this year. The defensive line is just physically bi- bigger than any line I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into you know, continue to go down this path of talking about this year. I wanted to take a step back and um, ask you kind of about your journey to Memphis. Um, you, you you played high school football in Mississippi, which I've said from the beginning, like, you know, you got, you've got Tennessee surrounded by a lot of big states that produce a lot of high-quality football players out of their high school programs. Um, Mississippi is never known as – has never been known as like a – a state because of the size of it is never known as like one of the powerhouses of high school football. But if you look at the, the number of players that go on and play high level division one football that go into the NFL comparative to the size of the state, Mississippi is right up there in terms of producing quite a bit of talent. Um, What, what was your experience like growing up in Mississippi, starting to play football and and did you feel like man? I'm I, once you graduate high school, you're like man. I'm ready to go. Let's do this. Uh, at first, yeah. Let me see. I, no, I played receiver in high school. Like I, like we had a, like you said, small. So I played on both sides of the ball. I played D and then brought wide receiver. So I would. I didn't want to play receiver, but I had to play by senior year because everybody got hurt. Uh, but I played at Miles High School, small two A school. Uh, graduated with like four to five people, and uh, <laughs> I went on and played JUCO ball at Jones. It used to be John Jr. College, and they switched it to uh, Jones College in Ellsville, Mississippi. Played there for two years. Um, played there for two years, got recruited. Then I received my scholarship from Memphis from JUCO. So I transferred here from JUCO in 2019. And uh, I was a little undersized, like I said. I graduated high school at 175. And I lived Jones at probably not even 200. I was like a hybrid in, something like what uh, <laughs> Jane Lally is now. Like a stand up off the edge. That's all I did, just run up the field. And uh, I came up here, Richard, Richard under uh, Storms. Richard. Uh, Put on some weight, got up to like I want to say two, at two thirty seven my first year. Like I, I, I see where see where it's going. I, I trust the process. So then uh, got a new coaching staff, of course. Right. Uh, then I went from two thirty seven to like two forty three. Mm-hmm. Then started playing my first year. Uh, had like four sets, four sets, my friend. Yep. Uh, okay. Then I, I said, okay, it working. The, the process of working. Let me keep no point that point in, dialed in. 
came again for sets. So, uh, so this 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 it. This is my last ride, right? So this this uh this this off season work work with uh, Noah Noah Franklin Franklin working working out. I'm up to two sixty five now. Okay, so they got you listed at two forty six on the website, but. They also had you listed at 246 coming in as a in 2019. <laughs> so you were saying you were 200 pounds coming in yeah. at, in 2019. Yeah. Yeah, I, and it, I, I, I probably, they probably would update it. So in three years, you've put on 65 pounds of muscle. Basically, yes, sir. Man, like, tell me about that, Lowy. What was that process like for you? 65 pounds of muscle is an extreme amount of gains to put on in three years. How did, how does, uh, how does your, is your body responded well to that? I mean, obviously you've been very productive on the field, but. I feel did... like with my frame, it's not a problem because like I said, I'm 6'4". I think I can, I can hold some weight, but I really haven't noticed me gaining weight because they say, uh, like they say, other people notice the change before you will. I try not to pay more attention to it. I just try like this. Work on it and just show the show me the results later. Yeah. Have you gotten fast? Like are, can you tell your explosion, your speed, all that kind of stuff is just that much better? Of course. First step and my first step way but I feel good. I, I feel good about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what was your, you're talking about, I, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions about your experience. Cause you, you talked about going and playing. Uh, you said it was, it, obviously it was Jones, uh, Jones junior college, Jones County junior college. When you were there, they've changed the name, but for you going from playing two way football in Mississippi to then going to Juco ball was, you know, everybody's got a mind, everybody's got an idea like fans and everything have an idea of what, juco ball is like um for you was that a when you take a, when you look back at your time at jones was it a beneficial time for you do you feel like man you were just getting in trying to get out and get a you know reach your ultimate goals of of playing d1 football or or do you take a step back and go man i really in those two years i was there grew up kind of figured out how to you know play football at this level? Like, what was your experience like at Jones? I feel like going Juco was the uh, growth for me. I needed it as a young player coming out of high school. You know, you ain't, you ain't fully bought into, like, the details or, like, your accountability. And I feel like under Steve, uh, Steve Buckley, the head coach, right? Uh, that what he, he always used to say it's a little thing. It's a little thing. So I've been hearing a little thing since Juco. So it, I can't come up here with new to me. So right. I really had like the idea of like the right thing on and off the field. Like it, it was rough. It was rough. And I feel like it paid it, it paid me off, paid off the wrong way. So when and, you came when you came to Memphis and you were able to join a, a team that had a high level division one weight training program eating plan, um, just the staff that could help you put on the weight that you needed and get and get to the physical physical level that you needed to be at to be able to contribute. Was that a like when you walked onto the campus were you like, whoa, okay, like this is the real deal kind of thing? 
Oh yeah, it was, it was definitely different. Like when I first came here, like showing the campus, seeing how they do, and like the standard. I like, yeah, I fell in love with it from the jump. Mm. Like I didn't tell that I didn't tell them at first, but like I got back to the room, I brought my auntie, mom, and uh, dad with me. I said, yeah, I'm coming here. I said, y'all get ready to get yeah. right the. How but, far is how far is your hometown? Um, where you were born in? Um, you lived in where again in Mississippi? You lived in Mize, Mize, Mississippi. How far is that from Memphis? Three hours and uh, thirty minutes. That's an easy drive. So your folks come down every day. Do they, do they come up every single day? Every single practice? Or I mean, every game? Every game. Yeah. My, yeah. That, that, my uh, whole plan anyway to get away from the uh, like get away from home. Yeah. Like like I said, like I had like offers inside the state but i ain't wanna i ain't wanna go there i ain't wanna like i ain't want i ain't wanna be a disgrace ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I've had conversations with quite a few players, and it was during a conversation I had with Jacob Likes um, a few months ago. He started to kind of share this idea as he was talking about being an older veteran now and being able to deal with, like, talk to, you know, younger players on the team. Um, he started describing this this idea of younger players coming to play in college, having their own mindset about what the college game is going to be like, and then having a welcome to Memphis moment where it was like, oh, this is different, right? Like this is different here. And his story that that I I, I laughed so hard when he told this story, and it's caused me to want to ask everybody this question: was he lined up in a um, on the scout team as in 2019 as a as a redshirt freshman and lined up in practice against Bryce Huff and he said that he man he said I gave everything I had and he said and I knew lining up against Bryce it was going to be tough obviously Bryce is in the NFL now doing his thing he said I did I gave everything I had and he said I I made the block 
but Bryce lit me up like unlike anything I've ever had happen to me before. And he said, and I got up and he was like, my bell was rung and I was, whoa, that was crazy. And the whistles were blowing. Get back in line. Let's go. Let's go. He's like, he he told me, he goes, I took a step back and he goes, man, in high school, playing at CBHS here in Memphis, which is a big time high school program, that would have been like, that would have happened like one or two times in a year. Crowd would have been ooing and all in that play. And he said, but that was like play number 11 on a random practice day at the University of Memphis. And for him, that was a welcome to Memphis moment where he was like, man, college football's different. Like, this is just different. What is Wardalis Duckworth's college, welcome to college, welcome to Memphis moment where you realized, man, this stuff is, is no joke. It's different from what I grew up playing. Probably, mm. I wouldn't say my first year. And my first year I came in like, of course, I went to JUCO. So I came in, when I transferred up here, I came in with the towel mentality. I'm going to come up and work, out work anybody. Like, of course, I still appreciate it, but like, I came in, gave my all every day. So I like, my my whole plan was to beat the guy on the opposite of me. So I wouldn't say until probably my second year. Like, first year, I, uh, Four sets, I was like, oh, I got, I got, I got together. Not young guy, not understanding the game, just on third down packet going. Thought it gonna be easy, but like, <laughs> it, it wasn't like that. So like, I was oh man. So getting blocked, I played, I wanna say, it wasn't Memphis, it wasn't a game though. Like, uh, I played Cincinnati. Mm. I've been working work a doubles fight. And the tackle, he literally just like took me just, through me. I like, okay. Well, we call it football. You know what I'm saying? I, did that. I, I, I ain't you, really had it. No. You ever had a grown another man your size just go boom and just move you? <laughs> like that was that was that was, that was the moment for me. I like, oh man, welcome to football. I can't play high no more. So I got no. You, so is that so on the defensive line, man? Is it like? If you get high, if you get too high, man, it's over, right? Like you got to go, you got to play low to the ground. Uh huh. All about technique. So you got to right foot, eyes, hand, feet. Basically, you got to have. You take one wrong step, it can take you. It can cost you ten yards back or ten, 10 on the ground, like <laughs> wherever you pick. <laughs> That's incredible. Did you I wrestle? Did, did you wrestle in high school? We never, we didn't have nothing. We have, we probably had football, basketball, track, uh, softball. That's about it. We didn't have no raffle. We didn't have no swimming team, no bowling team. Like, it was fun. It was funny. I was just talking to uh, Kamonte about yesterday, Hampton. Mm-hmm. We were talking about the stuff we had in high school. We said he had a bowling. I ain't never had no bowling, like, sport, but bowling for sport in high school. You said bowling? Bowling. They had bowling in the I didn't know they did that. <laughs> that's crazy that's crazy so obviously i, I would have done it are you a bowler you like to bowl i, I think i would have tried it out i ain't gonna say I'm a, I'm a bowler but i would try it out what is your what is your low-key sneaky sport that nobody knows where dallas duckworth plays it, that you 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 feel like man if i if this football thing don't work out i could do this uh basketball are you a baller? I played play basketball in high school. So. 
I mean, you're six four two sixty. So I had like thirty nine point one game. It was it was crazy. Did you play yeah. in the Did you play in the paint or were you a guard? I was a center. Yeah, played in the paint. Yeah, uh, man. Hey, I, I had a little nice little soft touch around the rim. So like, <laughs> yeah, a little baby hook. Oh, Sean Kemp style. <laughs> hey, could you get up like Sean Kemp? That's the question. Uh, it, every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> Sean can do it twice in one possession. We got one time in us to be able to do that, and that's it. That guy, that guy was a freak. Yeah, man. That's but yeah. Uh, how's uh, – so playing ball, was it – did you find, like, especially playing in the paint, like the congested paint in basketball – back to the basket footwork that kind of stuff has that have that that footwork in basketball translated over to technique in football footwork technique hands eye coordination all that kind of stuff you know i really didn't understand it that it was the same thing until i got up here like the drop step like they're basically like a run-up field drop step spin inside like it, it, it all sports kind of tie in together uh, but it definitely footwork definitely helped. So this last couple of years, man, like you've been one of the most consistent. You've been, you and Jalen have been the consistent, the most consistent guys on the on the defensive line. Um, to be completely frank, last year was a little bit frustrating, I think, for most Tiger fans because everybody was like, "Man, when Wardalis and Jalen are getting pressure in that backfield, the Tigers' defense is tough to stop." And it, but it felt like that there was kind of few and far between opportunities for y'all to get back there because of the the defense that was being run. Um, not to not to be disrespectful to any of the coaching the former coaching staff, but from what I've gathered from everybody that's talked to me about, you know, on the defense, has talked to me un, that this defense under Matt Barnes um, definitely is seems to be more built on pressure, more built on the defensive line being kind of the stalwart position group on the defense that you guys are going to be expected to get a lot of pressure um, on the D on the quarterback this year. Have you noticed that? Is that something that has been communicated with you that, yo, we're going to be sending quite a few people this year. You better get ready to get back in that backfield. Oh yeah. I feel, they're always the expectation anyway. So I, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do that. We're going to get out the quarterback. So I just feel like, we just come in like as a as a defense. We can be the number one defense in the country. That's that's my goal. That's your goal. That's our goal. That, that's our team goal. That's our goal. We want to be the we want to be the defense that everybody talk about. So there yeah. we shoot. Yeah, it was interesting when I was talking to Quindell at the beginning of the summer. Um, he said <laughs> he was like, "Man, everybody's coming. You don't know who's coming." The thing that everybody should know about this Tiger defense this year is that. There is going to be pressure from somewhere on the field at any given time. You just don't know where it's coming from. If you're on the offense, right. you just don't know where it's coming from. He even mentioned, man, the band might come out on the field and, and pressure the quarterback. But this idea that, man, like at any given time, there's not going to be a there. Like anybody can come, anybody can can get after the quarterback, anybody can get in the backfield. Is that a has that been exciting for you as you've transitioned into? from spring camp to summer workouts now to fall camp, has that been exciting for you that, man, like, this is going to be built on speed and pressure a lot? 
Most definitely. I like I like the rush to pass anyway, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm ready for it. Is that your thing? You like rushing the passer? Love it. I'm the, I've been doing this in like high school from a three down to a four down. Like this my that's one of my I think that's one of my uh superpowers. <laughs> you got that Iron Man radar mask on where you're like and lock in on the quarterback and just go get him, right? Yeah. What uh if you had to take <laughs> like if you had to go for like a specific like the, the perfect play where where Dallas's eyes lock like light up and go, I'm about to get this dude right now. Is it like a third down and long? Is it them stuck in the back like stuck like deep back in there? Um their their side of the field like what what is the play that your ears perk up and you go oh dude it's coming right now like i'm about to get this dude right now i will say every play but i'm <laughs> not gonna say that i gotta say third and long third and long third and money down so i'm trying to i'm trying to come out the blocks like a track so i'm trying to get out of it like a jet and that's, that's, that's the that's the mentality i have like on third down I'm, I, I tell myself, like, hey, I'm going to get the quarterback. I got I got to be the first one back there. So. This is this this down is the down where, where Dallas is going to make all his money, right? Right. Is it? This Third is the money down. down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so, last couple of questions for you, man. I do need to ask you about um, – being chosen by the coaches association for the good works team. Um, I know you've probably done, I know you probably answered a lot of questions about this. I, I, I think it's incredibly interesting and awesome that, that you have been chosen. I think you joined like in the history of tiger football, there's only been four players that have been nominated and chosen for that team. And you're, you're the latest one. So tell me about your, your um, charitable endeavors. Like what have you, what made you get into into like what made that become a part of your focus as a college football player? I feel like uh like I can always give my time to like people like helping in the community. Like you never bigger. You're not bigger than anyone else. Like I and I never put myself like in that position, say I'm better than anybody else. Like I feel like just uh the time I do give back. It changed. It changed someone else's life. Like with the <clears throat> community service, I love. It. I, I've basically been doing. The thinking, thinking back, I've been doing community service all my life. Like I just, as a kid, I just like drive a uh, trash bag or pick up stuff side of the road in the neighborhood. Like mm. I didn't know community service at the time, but like you were just doing your thing, right? Like you, it, it just, it just somehow with like wanted to do expect to do it, something I should do but I, I like I said I love it uh I fell in love with it I'm gonna like just like see the looks on the kids faces like they 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 probably they probably will never never un- know the name but they not understand the jersey number you know what I'm saying like oh, 97 can't talk to us you know what I'm saying like or eight came talk to us like they, they go home and talk about that for like next couple months they'll never forget that and uh, just a small impact. If I, if I if I can make an impact on somebody else's life, I'm all for it. So I saw that you were um, participating in the uh, youth villages um, training thing at the with the young kids from youth villages with Ashley Fine Furniture um, or Home Furniture, whichever one it is, um, uh-huh. at the 
at the um, facility the other day. How dope is it going to be in 10 years a kid joins the University of Memphis football team, commits, and says, man, when I was eight years old, I got to come to the facility, and there was this big dude, number 97, that was helping me, that that showed me, that showed me some love that day, and I fell in love with Tiger football and decided this is where I want to go to school, and now – He's playing football or 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 she's playing she's she's playing some sport at the University of Memphis or just pursuing higher education to better their circumstances. Is that like how fulfilling is that gonna be for you? Man, probably a feeling I'll never forget, like joy, excitement, because like I said, if I can make an impact on someone's life like that, uh, I wouldn't I don't know. I'd just be with joy, I guess I just be excited. So I noticed, and uh, as I was reading kind of some articles about this, about some of your um, your charitable endeavors that you're a part of, um, I noticed one in particular that that intrigued me, and I wanted to ask you about it. It's the um, be the match, a bone marrow a bone marrow registry program that you're involved in, and um, for anybody who doesn't know. Be the match is an organization that registers people that through their bone marrow to help people that have been um, diagnosed with um, blood cancers, yeah. right? Leukemia, you know, other kinds uh, of just horrible diseases like that. How did you get involved in that? Like that's so technical, like that's so specific. Like how did you get involved in an organization dealing specifically with bone marrow? They came and talked to us, and uh, with Miss Lauren Hillman, she had them over. She, they came and talked to the team, and I felt and, uh, she was talking to it, talking about it. And I kind of felt a little, I wanted to get to know it more. So the day they came to the campus, I said, hey, I volunteered to, you know, help recruit, help recruit people. And uh, that's what I did. I, like, we had practice the whole week. But I made sure I was there like eleven o'clock. I went to three. I helping helping recruit recruit. I even I even uh like don't sign my name like mm. if I can one across the world wherever they I'm all for it. I don't no no matter where I'm at, I'll be there. Like it if I can help save someone's life, give them another like another chance to be here. I. I that, that that'll be the number one thing. That'll be like scratch off like a bucket list. I'll be I'll be like happy. Well, I can tell that story to my kids, their kids. Like hopefully the story that go on and go on. Mm. How do, so? Tell me so like, for those that are listening that might not understand um, bone marrow transplants and and those kinds of things. Like when someone signs up, when you're registering somebody for that, what are they what are they registering up to do? And basically, uh, you sign up, and uh, like, you might not match with anybody. Like, it probably be five, ten years from later. Like, just say, me and you, like, you just say, I'm in South Carolina, you in Memphis. And, and you, basically, we donate blood, we, we, like, they do tests. And, like, just say, like, ten years from now. Mm-hmm. I need a blue and you met I'm your you match with me. I got That's, you, bro. I got you. Yeah. I'll take yeah. care of you. Oh yeah. So they contact you. 
it be like, hey, you know, uh, hey, fun fact is that they pay for your your travel, everything. You don't pay for nothing. They'll come get you. But uh, that much like blood drive, donate blood, plant really plasma, mm-hmm. but really the same thing. And uh, basically give them a, like transfer like the actually uh the lady that over it now, she saved uh someone life, mm. saved uh a woman life. That's awesome. And uh, she got now. They still communicate to this day. And another lady that she said uh that she met her husband through be the match. Hey, so it was a it was a bone marrow match and a love match, is what you're saying. <laughs> so she done in blood and she they end up, you know what I'm saying, just come together. That's amazing. So let me ask you this. If if I get sick and I need and you're my match, will I turn into a High level division one defensive lineman as well. Hey, hey, I probably got a little uh, DNA. So got a little juice, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. It's not a joke of matter, but I'm that 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 won't happen, people. You got to get off the couch and put in the work that Ordalis does to be able to get to that level. And you don't have to be forty. <laughs> and don't be forty one, and <laughs> it's over with. At forty one, it's over, Ordalis. Enjoy oh, twenty four. Um. All right. So I got a few. Say it again. In 41? 41, man. Uh, all, I'm getting old. You, the beard has gray in it now, man. It's sad. It's a sad day. Say it again. You're just not getting started. Just now getting started, man. All right, I got a few questions for you. Um, fan questions. They want to get to know you a little bit more. All right? Um, okay. What is the one place in Memphis – that you found that you love to eat at? Like, what's your favorite restaurant to eat at in the city of Memphis? I got, I got to give the Gus. I love chicken. Yeah, Gus. You like the, you like the hot chicken, or do you like the Uncle Lou's sweet chicken? I never tried Uncle Lou's. <sighs> never tried it. Uncle but, Lou, uh, step up, Uncle Lou. Get Wardalis over there, man. I'm telling you, bro. Mm. It's good. Cause I'm a sissy, man. That. I love Gus's chicken, uh-huh. but it's hot. Like it, I start sweating, I start getting heated. Up. I I can't handle the hot. But Uncle Lou's sweet chicken, man, is just—it's one of the greatest. With the, with the uh, uh, Kool Aid, right? Oh man, come on, yeah, man, it's fire. See, my family, my family told me about. It. They came up here to a game. They were yep. there it. And they always say, uh, bring Uncle Lou chicken back. I said, I don't know nothing about Uncle Lou. I ain't never been. So. <laughs> you got to hit it up, man. It's so good. All right. If you could only watch one movie and listen to one album for the rest of your life, what would it be? Only one movie and one album. One movie, one album. I got to go with uh, Life. It and Mark Life. You ever watch that? <laughs> I'm the pappy. In <laughs> <laughs> the uh, album, uh, I got to go with Lil Boosie, Scrubber. Yeah, man. You're a Boosie guy, <laughs> huh? And, uh, <laughs> and live something there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your cone, bread. <laughs> oh, yeah. The fun fact is that I want, I actually learned how to, we always joke about it, but in D-line room, we be pad rushing and working like a double swipe. Yeah. 
be like, uh, all right, when y'all bring y'all swipe, be like Jangalang on the ba- baseball. Jangalang, <laughs> <laughs> Jangalang. Oh, man, that movie, oh, such a good choice, man. That's the first time anybody said life, and that is just, I mean, Martin Lawrence, dude, he is another level of funny, and Eddie Murphy, oh. but those two, there's wild right. boys, man. I I love like I love that movie so much. My favorite, my favorite part, I say, when they got older, <laughs> and I toe stuck in the bottom. That's the <laughs> best scene ever. <laughs> man, you gonna make me have to go back and rewatch that movie, man. It's been too I'll long fight. since. I might watch it tonight. I got to. Oh, man, that is such a good choice. That honestly might be the best choice of anybody that I, that has answered this question over the last two months. Like, it is – that is just a fantastic movie. Good choice, man. Um, All right, last question for you. Oh, gosh, man, all I got is life quotes running through my brain right now. Um, How do you decompress from football? What's a hobby you enjoy? I love fish. Yeah. I love fishing. I love brim fishing. Not so much on bad. I can bad fish, but brim is my is my go to. Who's a better fisherman, you or Cam? I'm a I'm a better fisher. Yeah, yeah. Jalen Jalen said he's getting into it too, though. So oh yeah, me and been together. Me and Jalen, uh, we we probably we hopped around a couple ponds here trying to find. Try, we we didn't find no like good spot yet. Yeah, Mississippi, like we. Of course, you know we got like stock ponds, like everywhere. There are ponds everywhere. Like you can, they ain't hard to find no pond in Mississippi. But here, some some reason, like at the same thing. I feel you. Hey, there are a lot of really good ponds. Some of them are on private property. I need Memphis Tiger fans to hit up Wardalis on Twitter and on IG. Throw hit him hit him in the DMs. Give him some spots that him and some of the guys can come and decompress. Listen, man, we want these dudes to be at their best. And part of that is decompression and recovery. And what a better way to decompress and recover than to get out there and go fishing, man. So I need some Tiger fans to let these guys know where they can fish at. Because there are some good spots here in Memphis. You just got to go. You just got to find them, right? Oh, that's it. Would you? If somebody hits you up, would you go? Wide open. Come on. Ashley got my fishing pole in the trunk now. <laughs> you got it on your shoulder right now, ready to go. You got your no, I'm just playing. That's hilarious, man. I love it. I love fishing. Fishing is so relaxing. So yeah, man. If any Memphis Tiger fans hit up Wardalis, man, give him a spot to go fishing at, man. The man needs to decompress. He's got a lot going on right now. And look, hey, appreciate the shout out. I'm gonna show sure it. But uh Hey, Wardalis. Thank you, man. I, man, thank you. I really appreciate you joining me, man. I know I, I feel bad that on your one day off from being out in the hot sun, you had to jump on the phone with me, but I really appreciate you joining me. Hey, hey thanks for having me. I'll do it again. Uh, pleasure to be on here, and uh, hopefully we can get on again. Yeah, man. I know Memphis Tiger fans are cheering you on, um, and just a lot of love for all the work that you're doing off the field, man. I think it's an, an incredible it's, it shows a lot about the character of a man when he is willing to use the platform that has been that he's earned to um, actually give back to others, man. So, like, not only are you a phenomenal football player, but even a better human being by doing what you're doing. And so, congratulations on the Good Works team being chosen for that. And man, good luck this entire year. Um, 
We are rooting for you big time. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tigers and 20 Off the Boards. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to leave a rating and a comment wherever you download your podcast. If you are interested in daily content all about the University of Memphis athletic program, head over to www.gotigers247.com. Articles are published daily, and you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for a VIP membership for even more behind-the-scenes information. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.